الحمد للہ الحمد للہ وقفا والصلاۃ والسلام علی عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشیطان الرجیم بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم انما یخشى الله من عباده العلماء او كما صدق الله العظیم وصدق رسوله النبی الكریم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters those of you who have come to the madrasa to study so as we have repeatedly reminded ourselves that our object of coming to study in this madrasa and for that matter any other madrasa of this nature the purpose of going to such an institution is primarily to become a good muslim to become a true servant of allah taala to bring our a'mal our actions in conformity to the shariat and the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that amal coming in conformity requires that our heart and mind comes in conformity to that which allah tbaraka wa taala has commanded which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has taught us and has displayed to us so this is our object this is our purpose of coming here everything else is secondary this is the primary purpose and this is what we have to keep reflecting upon as we discussed last week the correct mindset that mold in the heart that is what we have to develop that the heart must change when the heart of a person changes when it changes positively and this is what we have come to the madrasa to do to change our hearts positively to change it for the better when the heart of a person changes for the better then everything will change when his heart changes then his looking will change what do we mean by this one is a person looking with a corrupted heart then he is looking at somebody else's wealth for example somebody is wearing something somebody is driving something somebody is living in something somebody has some possession and material item so the person who is looking at this with a corrupted heart the heart is not in order then that looking will be the look of jealousy he will look at it and he will start burning within himself one is that he will look at it and maybe envy it that i also wished i could have something of this nature that is one aspect that could be within the limits of permissibility it could be permissible but not advisable especially with terms to dunya but we are talking about that level where a person starts looking with the eye of jealousy and starts burning within oneself and starts desiring that if i can't have it this person should too should get deprived of it and now the person is getting involved in this major sin of jealousy regarding which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says 
that Al-Hasadu Ya'kulul Hasanat Kama Ta'kulun Narul Hatab that jealousy burns up a person's good deeds, destroys it, just as fire destroys wood. In a short time that wood is burnt, dry wood, you set fire to it, and suddenly you see in a short while it's ashes. So likewise, jealousy destroys a person's good deeds. Now such a terrible disease, it's an objection against Allah Ta'ala. This is what jealousy is. That na'uzu billah, a person is objecting to Allah Ta'ala, why did you give so and so that bounty? That was na'uzu billah wrong. Can we imagine what a terrible thing this is? What a severe aspect this jealousy is, that it is an objection against Allah Ta'ala. But now where did this come from? This jealousy, the look of jealousy stemmed from the corrupted heart. But if the heart changes positively, now the person will look at the next person's ni'mat and bounty and dua will come from his heart. Ya Allah, give him barakat in this ni'mat that you blessed him with. Give him, protect his ni'mat for him. Give him all the benefits of it and enable him to use it for a long time. And all the various du'as, good du'as and good feelings that would come, or should come, this will come from that heart which has changed for the better. But if that heart hasn't changed, then all the negatives will come out. Then that jealousy will come. When the heart has changed for the better, then the person's talking will change. Now the person will talk in a different way. Before the heart change for the better, the person keeps talking in a way that hurts people's feelings, that breaks people's hearts, let alone other people, even their own parents, they would talk in a way that breaks the parent's heart. Because they, that heart of the person who is talking in the wrong way is corrupted. So a corrupt heart cannot be bothered about whether Am I bringing happiness to the next person? Am I hurting the feelings of the next person? Because it's a corrupted heart, so now that heart can't be bothered. And as a result, the person talks in any way. Talks evil things, because the heart is corrupted, so the talk is going to be evil talk. That heart is corrupted, so there's going to be vulgar talk. That heart is corrupted, so there's going to be all kinds of words being used. But when their heart changes for the better, then the talk also will be under control. Now a person wants to say something, the person will first reflect. Pehle tol pir bol. First to weigh it, and then to speak it. To weigh it means to reflect upon it. What am I going to say? What effect will this have? Not to blurt and then think, but to think and then talk. So now this will happen when? When the heart has changed. So when the heart has changed, the looking and the manner of how a person sees things will change. When the heart has changed, then a person's speaking will change. When the heart will change, then a person's listening will change. Before the person is listening to haram, the person listens to somebody saying something, but because the heart is corrupted, that listening is now tainted and as a result the person starts listening 
with a negative ear. Listening with a negative ear, whatever is being said, it's now going straight into badgumani. It's going straight into harboring suspicions. That what this person said, I think that this was the motive. And therefore, now the malice is being developed. That the person said this for this wrong purpose. Whereas he didn't even have that in his mind and heart. He was totally, uh, totally blank about what you are thinking. But the thinking is wrong because of the heart being wrong. The thinking, the hearing is wrong because of the heart being wrong. So now this heart is going straight into badgumani, into harboring suspicions and ill thoughts about others, why they said this and what was the motive behind it and what was the purpose of saying it. And we are reading between the lines, as we often say, there's nothing sometimes between the lines, we're reading a lot of things in between the lines. So where did this all come from? The same heart. So the heart is corrupted, then this will be the case. But when the heart changes, now the person listens with a positive ear. Somebody said something, he is making a positive explanation to it. He is giving a positive explanation to it. And he is trying to make excuses for others from what he heard. That person didn't mean it. Or even if it came out wrongly, it might have been a mistake. He just blurted it. I don't think he means it. He won't mean it. Now the person said something. He said something which is clearly wrong. It was out of place. But the person whose heart is right, then the person is making excuses for others and maintaining the peace. I don't think he meant it. It would have been a mistake. It would have been something, okay, he said it, but I don't think he meant it and... Uh, he's not that kind of person. This is what Allah Ta'ala loves. Where this stems from? Stems from the heart. When the heart is in order, the heart has changed for the better, then the hands will change. Now those hands will pick up the Quran Sharif. Now those hands will pick up the Tasbih. Those hands will help somebody positively at home. What can I do to help my mother? What can I do to help others in the house? What can I do to make somebody else comfortable by assisting them in something? Obviously all within the limits of Shariat and Deen. So those hands will change when the heart has changed. And if the heart hasn't changed for the better, then those hands will also get used for things which are against Allah Ta'ala's commands. Those hands will be used to hurt somebody, take somebody's thing and hide it away somewhere, out of mischief, now we put somebody in taklif, now that hand is being used for that. Why? Because the heart hasn't changed for the better. The heart is wrong, is corrupted. So now the hand is moving towards corruption. So now it's causing taklif to others. So now it's taking somebody's item without their permission. And is making use of that person's things without their permission. It's causing hurt to somebody. Oh, that hand now is busy now typing messages, all kinds of wrong messages, haram messages, illicit messages. Now the heart is corrupted, so now the hand is going in that direction. This is unfortunately such a common problem. All this chatting that goes on every now and again, sometimes almost every second day, 
there will be some correspondence, or there will be some call, or there will be some person coming to discuss, and at the root of the problem is all this chatting. And this just goes on and on, and this chatting, chatting with any non-mahram, that is totally impermissible, it is a form of zina. But people get caught up in it, shaitan just blinds them to the reality, and so many of them become total fools. Because many youngsters out there, they themselves come and admit. When they finally come to some realization, they make toba. So when they make toba, they admit that, you know what, I was fooling this girl also, and fooling that girl at the same time, and fooling the third one at the same time. And sometimes they come and say that I gave this person one gift also, and she thought she was on top of the world, you know, she was only one. Meanwhile, while I gave one the gift, I gave the other one a gift also. And she also thought she's on top of the world. So now meanwhile he's burying both under the ground, making fools of them. And everyone is given the same promises. And everyone is given the same very, very fancy words and expressing commitment and whatnot, all kinds of lies and deception. But that silly girl gets caught up in that. And she becomes a total fool. Why? Because we still didn't make an effort on the heart. So now we get caught up in all these things. And these youngsters come sometimes, Allah Ta'ala then gives tawfiq to somebody, they make toba, they stop all the wrongs, but now to, they want to know now what some things now, how to rectify certain things. In the process they give the whole story that this is how I was carrying on. And making so many people a fool. And making everybody feel totally on top of the world and committed and whatever all deception so the heart has to change then the hand will change then it won't be typing all these kind of haram messages and futile messages and the only thing to get out of this is misery we're just getting we're digressing a little on this topic because it comes off so often the only thing to get out of this is misery nothing else Immediate misery also, because somewhere down the line, then it becomes obvious this person is playing the fool. Now he took somebody's emotions up, then it crashed. Then again he comes and says, no, 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 that was just all mistake, or no, that what, whatever somebody else is saying is lying. So now again those emotions go high. And then again it comes crashing down. And then sometimes some people discover that this fellow is making a fool of half a dozen people. Now all of them are then another problem. This carries on like every other day. So many times this comes up by people corresponding and so on. So the only thing is, number one, misery at that point in time also. Then it came back to bite at people after they made toba also. Now somebody is getting proposed and somebody else now sent some old messages which somehow came into their possession that she was communicating with so-and-so, and there's the messages, and see the kind of messages. Now that boy who was proposing, he gets a shock of his life, inna lillah, I don't know whether I should go ahead with this or not. Now sometimes that proposal is already accepted, and then suddenly it's broken. Why? Because now this person, we don't know now, what is her commitment, and how straight she is, and she had this kind of contact with boys and so on, so now that comes as a bombshell. And it now is wrecking somebody's future. 
And sometimes there are people, and this has happened so many times. It has happened so many times. And then sometimes somebody already got married. And now suddenly somebody out of mischief or whatever, they had saved some things or somebody, whatever the other reasons were, now they are leaking these things to the husband. These cases come up regularly. Allah forbid, Allah ta'ala save us and protect one and all. But the thing is, that anybody is insan, insan can make a mistake. If we have made a mistake somewhere, we make toba now. And beg Allah Ta'ala's help and forgiveness. And if years have passed in between now and there hasn't been any involvement in this kind of thing, then anybody would, Allah forbid, Allah forbid something surfaces later in life, anybody would be able to easily just discard that and disregard that, that well, this was some indiscretion and then it never happened for years. There was a clear period for years after that. So inshallah there is nothing to worry about in this regard. That's all a chapter closed. But now it turns out well this person now is getting proposed today and six months ago but she was still on these chat lines. So now that leaves a person in a very very shaky position. And now this is wrecking people's future. And why? Just because somebody wanted to make us a fool we became a fool. And as a result we became a fool at that time and we are becoming now, we are wrecking our future for the way forward. And these fellows play with emotions. And they have no intention of any kind of commitment. To start off with it's haram, but all that they speak about is 99% of the time lies. Because then somebody else comes along and they just at the drop of a hat, they just drop that person also. And now they involve in some other haram. And at the same time they involve in so many people. So what kind of person is that? To start off with, any communication of this nature is haram. But what kind of deceptive person that is, and this is how it carries on generally out there. Generally. This is what we keep facing these kind of cases. So the lesson in all this is, that we have to change our heart. Then we won't get caught out in these things. So the heart has to change, the person's looking will change. When the heart changes, the person's hearing will change. The heart changes, the person's speaking will change. When the heart changes, the person's hand will change. That hand will become a hand of mercy, a hand of help, a hand of compassion, a hand of progressing in deen. That hand will be holding the Quran Sharif. That hand will be holding the Tasbih now. That hand will be writing things of deen. And those feet will become changed. Those feet will walk towards that which will bring good in dunya, in akhirat. Then somebody will hear those footsteps coming. It will bring joy to their heart. MashaAllah, this uh, person is coming. She will be a means of so much of good for me. Now the mother heard the daughter's footsteps and is bringing joy to her heart. My daughter has come. Because that daughter is such a pleasure to her. The daughter is such a help to her. The daughter is so obedient to her. When the daughter talks, then it brings joy to the heart of that mother, to the heart of that father. So now that feet will change also, and when those feet will walk, it will be obvious these feet are walking towards goodness. Those footsteps are coming, she's coming to help out in some way. 
Those footsteps are coming, then when she comes here and she'll talk, it'll be something that will bring happiness. So that walking will change also. And those footsteps will be bringing a different message. And otherwise, if that heart hasn't changed, and now that mother is hearing that footsteps, she is already saying, La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. She's saying, Ya Allah, you help me. Ya Allah, you make my hifazat. Ya Allah, you protect me. Ya Allah, you make afiyat now. I don't know what she's going to say now, and I don't know how she's going to, what she'll do next. And now that mother, poor mother is making dua in her heart, Ya Allah, mustn't see another tantrum now. There mustn't be another drama that takes place here. So why will all these fears come in the heart of that mother? Because this daughter's heart hasn't changed for the better yet. So now she will blurt out anything and she will say anything and she will talk in any way and she will back answer and she will back chat and all these kind of things will happen because the heart hasn't changed. So now even her footsteps will be feared. It will bring grief. When they are hearing her walking it will bring grief. Some friends she will be walking towards Say, Inna lillah, we hope now this, this isn't another problem now. But, if that heart has changed for the better, then everything about her will be positive. So the crux of the whole thing is the heart. And we have to change this heart. And what is the first step of the change of this heart? The kalima is, La ilaha illallah. The first part of the kalima is negation. La ilaha. There is none worthy of worship but Allah Ta'ala. Negating everything besides Allah Ta'ala. Taking all the negatives out. So when the negatives come out, illallah, now Allah Ta'ala will come. Meaning His love, His muhabbat, that true iman in Allah Ta'ala. That firm yaqeen and conviction, that tawakkul and trust in Allah Ta'ala will come. That connection and that taluk with Allah Ta'ala will develop. When? When first we have negated the ghayrullah. Everything besides Allah Ta'ala has been negated. So la ilaha, our whole kalima is giving us the message. That you want to move towards Allah Ta'ala, first negate. So take out all the haram from your life. Now we have come here in the madrasa to become good Muslims. That is our primary object. Who is a good Muslim? A good Muslim is one who has connected himself to Allah Ta'ala. A good Muslim is one who has brought Allah in him, in his heart. Who has brought the love of Allah Ta'ala. Who has brought the obedience of Allah Ta'ala in his life. (coughs) So how is this obedience of Allah Ta'ala going to come when we discard the disobedience? So automatically the obedience will come. So this la ilaha, negating the negatives. So we have come for ilm. We have come for the nur of the Quran Sharif. We have come for the nur of the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We will have to start negating. Negate all the haram. Remove it from our hearts. Remove it from our lives. Listening to haram, to music, to ghibat, to other evil talk, and whatever else Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. So, negate all that. Negate looking at haram. Negate typing haram. Negate talking haram. Illicit talk. Talking to non-mahrams. Can be cousins, can be anybody. And engaging in all this chatting. 
the cell phone which is a hell phone Allah Ta'ala protect us that we have to negate this hell phone from our lives because it's taking many to hell if it is taking a person towards Jannat then it's a heaven phone but if a person is getting involved in haram in chatting, in looking at haram listening to haram then it's a hell phone then it's taking a person towards hell so we need to realize where it's taking us if it's taking us towards hell then it is like a person is holding on to that vehicle that is now taking him in that direction so you have to give up that stop that, leave that jump off that when he jumps off then he will get saved otherwise he is heading in that direction or she is heading in that direction so this becomes a hell phone then if it is taking a person in haram to listening to haram to looking at haram, chatting all these things we should be far away from this as we said earlier this then brings great risks for the future and somewhere down the line then the person realizes my folly, eh, now the time has come to get married and whatever else so the person now stops but now that marriage is taking place few months later say but up to 2-3 months now she got proposed one, one few, few days before that proposal she was still talking to all these fellows so hey, this is a very risky thing now don't know what she will do next and is jeopardizing people's entire lives ahead so let us be far away from these kind of things and let us make the effort to change the heart. And how will this heart change? So the way to change this heart is to adopt those things that positively impact on the heart. One of the main things is the correct company, the correct companions and friends. If the companions and friends are those who have the fear of Allah Ta'ala, who are talking righteousness, they will laugh, they will joke, but it will be within the limits of Shariat and Deen. There will be people who are happy, who are smiling, who are cheerful. They are not somebody that if a person is obedient to Allah Ta'ala, then the person has to be uh, like a hermit or something. No, in fact they are more happier than others. But they don't cross the lines. They don't go past the borders. So when a person will keep such company, then this will impact on the heart. The heart will start improving. So one of the very, very important things is the company we keep. Second thing is the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. person is making tasbihat, istighfar, turud sharif, whatever has been taught to us and prescribed to us, the third kalima, now this is cleaning the heart, it's purifying the heart. So that negation and the cleansing is taking place. So the more we are constant and punctual on the tasbihat from the depth of the heart, feeling the effect of it, the person is saying, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Each time he's saying, Astaghfirullah, he's feeling this, he's scrubbing his heart. Right from the inner recesses of the heart it is coming out person is saying subhanallah walhamdulillah wala ilaha illallah wallahu akbar from the depth of the heart and see what this does to the heart how it transforms the heart one is that subhanallah 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 the person sitting sometimes next to us person doesn't know whether the person is citing tasbih 
Oh, he's whistling something. Oh, what he's saying is murmuring something. And then we're saying something. We raise subhanallah, subhanallah. And our heart and mind is somewhere else. So that tasbih also is not without benefit. But there's a 99% more benefit to take by doing the tasbih consciously from the depth of the heart. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wala ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, wala hawla wala quwwata illa billahi al-aliyil azim. Then even 20 times a person is reciting the tasbih in that manner, it will bring such joy to the heart, person won't want any kind of artificial entertainment. That will bring such happiness to the heart. Because the heart has a need also. Like the eyes have a need, it wants to look at something. Person closes his eyes whole day and night, he'll start feeling very uncomfortable. Because he's not blind. He wants to look at, look at those around him, look at his friends, look at his parents, look at the halal things around, the halal scenery. So that cools the eyes. And that is the nourishment of the eye. The ear has its need. So when it will listen to some good things, obviously what is halal, listen to the talk, king of his, of the friends, the parents, relatives, others, listening to the Quran Sharif being recited, listening to zikr, etc. So that is the nourishment of the ears. And likewise, the heart has a need. It needs to be nourished. And the only thing that will nourish the heart is Allah bidikrillahi tatma innul kulub. With the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala do the hearts get itminan, that peace, that tranquility. So now if the eyes close the whole day, somebody is blindfolded, they start feeling very uneasy. When the eye starts seeing things around, meaning what is halal, what is permissible, then that is the nourishment of the eye, then now the person starts feeling at ease. Likewise the ears, likewise other things. But the core of everything is the heart. And if everything else is getting his nourishment, but the heart is not getting his nourishment, then everything will be uneasy. And the nourishment of the heart is the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma innul qulub. That with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala do the hearts get peace. Without this, there will be unease. So if the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala brings peace, then the disobedience, remembrance, remembrance is the obedience. That is the core of remembrance. Consciously, a person is obedient to Allah Ta'ala, then he is conscious, he is remembering Allah Ta'ala. When a person disobeys Allah Ta'ala, he is forgotten Allah Ta'ala, even if he is saying Subhanallah. Even at that time he is turning the tasbih beads. But he is far away from Allah Ta'ala, he is forgotten Allah Ta'ala. So if obedience of Allah Ta'ala is going to bring peace, then the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala is going to bring misery and heartache and heartbreak. And people experience it all the time. And get bitten with the snake of disobedience. And then they are in that misery. And then they are in that restlessness. And then they'll make toba, and then they'll get caught up in the same thing because they forgot the lesson. So we have to remember the lesson. So, the obedience of Allah Ta'ala is the main remembrance. But to develop that consciousness and to bring that obedience is the verbal zikr. The verbal zikr will develop that consciousness. And it will fill the heart with this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. 
and this will bring, bring a person to obedience. Then with this verbal zikr and this practical zikr, now that heart gets that tranquility, the heart gets that peace, the heart gets that serenity. Now the person doesn't need the phone to be peaceful. The person doesn't need to have some entertainment around to be happy. The person is happy within himself. He doesn't need outside things to make him happy. He is happy within himself. He will still associate with everybody around him. His parents, siblings, relatives, friends, all within the limits of Sharia, the person will associate. But his condition will be, oh, dunya ke majhgalon mein bhi baakhuda rahe, sab ke saath reh ke bhi sabse juda rahe. That even in the occupations and the engagements of the dunya, they remained with Allah Ta'ala. Outwardly the person is in his business, outwardly is in his shop, in his work, in his occupation, in some other things. But in all that he is still with Allah Ta'ala. Sab ke saath reh ke bhi sab se juda rahe. Though the person is associating with everybody, but he is far away from them, in terms of his heart is with Allah Ta'ala. So outwardly he is talking, he is laughing, he is joking, he is one of them. But in reality he is with Allah Ta'ala, he is far away from getting entangled with people. Associating with them, but he's not entangled. He's linked to Allah Ta'ala. And then that person is happy within himself. That person is at peace and calm and tranquil. He doesn't need outside entertainment and artificial things to amuse him. Then he recites Subhanallah and it fills his heart with the joy which somebody sitting hours trying to amuse themselves, they can't get one fraction of it. Then his heart is yearning for the Quran Sharif. And then he starts reciting and when he starts reciting, he doesn't want to stop reciting. Because his heart is filled with that joy, that happiness. Then he just goes on. And likewise, other aspects of deen just fill his heart with joy. Then such a person wakes up at the middle of the night. Some other person will say, what kind of torture is this? But he is getting some enjoyment which only he knows. Allah Ta'ala is filling his heart with it. So in any case, the point was rectifying the heart, changing the heart. When the heart changes, the looking will change, the speaking will change, the hearing will change, the walking will change, the hands will change, everything will change and change for the better. And this person will become an asset to everybody. He will become an asset to himself and an asset to others also. And other people's hearts will be filled with peace and happiness with this person's presence. Otherwise, the opposite will apply. So the core aspects was the company. That adopting the correct company. Then the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And this brings in all the things. The remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, it includes the compulsory aspects that goes without saying, the faraiz, the wajibat, then the sunnat muakkada this goes without saying that this has to be done and then together with that then a person is engaging in tasbihat in tilawat of the Quran Sharif in good talk then there is time for relaxing as well there is time for laughing and joking as well all these things are in its place all in its limits but the person's heart is with Allah Ta'ala now and as a result the person is now his heart has changed for the better, so everything is for the better. He is positive himself, and he makes others positive also. 
others in there, his presence also feel positive. Otherwise, the person is negative within himself and creates negativity for everybody around also. Now the parents also parishan. They are also now in a turmoil now. How do we control this child? And the relatives also complaining. And everybody is in a problem. So let us become an asset to ourselves and an asset to others also. And the process for that is to change our hearts for the better. And to give up all these things that distract us. Then we will have achieved the objective for coming to the madrasa. Otherwise, then the main purpose has been lost. Other things might have happened, but the main object that we become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, our mindset changes for the better. Our heart changes. We look at things in the light of the Quran and Sunnah. What is going to make Nabi Wasallam happy on the day of Qiyamah? What is earning us the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala right now? What is going to make Nabi Wasallam happy? What was the way that the Sahaba Ikram viewed things? That is how I want to look at it. What was the concept of haya that they had? What am I wearing? Is it conducive to that haya? To ask oneself that question. Whether I am wearing it in privacy also. But is Allah Ta'ala happy? Ask that question. Is Allah Ta'ala happy? Because there is haya from Allah Ta'ala also. So is Allah Ta'ala happy? So these are the things that we have to change our heart. When the heart will change, then all these things will start becoming positive. And life is very, very temporary. Who knows when suddenly our moment comes and we have to move on, then we'll really see what was it to be changing our hearts and becoming positive, becoming close to Allah Ta'ala. What is the benefit of all that? When our eyes close, then we'll start seeing those things. Some things we only see after our eyes close. In the dunya, you have to open your eyes to see things. But the reality, when our eyes close, then we will see it. Allah Taala give me and all of us the tawfiq, that our hearts change for the better. Allah Taala grant us that heart, which is filled with His love, with His muhabbat, filled with ikhlas and sincerity, filled with His, with the fear of Allah Taala, with taqwa, filled with the right values, filled with respect, filled with haya, filled with modesty and shame. Haya for people, haya for Allah Taala as well. Haya for the angels. And Allah Ta'ala grant us His rada and pleasure in everything. Make us His obedient servants. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله. اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك. أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك. جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين. رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين